to my podcast. Here it is Sunday afternoon about three o'clock and I'm uh, working my way out of a hangover from last night's practice. <laughs> What's new right? I didn't drink that much though. Thing is I don't drink you know but maybe on the weekends when I do so it's kind of tough going the next day. But I sit here on this Sunday looking out my window as usual from my second story house here in dynamic downtown Hickory Corners kind of quiet out there right now uh it's snowy out about 28 degrees i guess we were supposed to get hit pretty good with a snowstorm uh from last night through today and we did get some snow nothing to really talk about and looking at the weather right now there's uh clouds are still hanging over us we'll see um i'm thinking roads are gonna be pretty well cleared up uh by tomorrow morning when i go into work about eight o'clock and uh, we'll see how that goes but uh i guess uh everybody's uh, ready for the old super bowl next week super bowl 55 kansas city chiefs uh, tampa bay buccaneers and it looks like tampa bay is having the game at their own stadium and i'm pretty sure that's a first you know when you win the playoff like that and then you get to play in your own stadium so that's kind of cool big boost for money all around there over the Super Bowl weekend or week. But, um, yeah, it should be interesting. And I was uh, also checking out, uh, oh, I got to go with Tampa Bay, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I got to see if this guy can do it, you know, away from, uh, you know, Tom Brady getting away from his uh, his other team. Of years gone by. I think, uh, let's see. Hey, he's got six rings, Super Bowl rings. He's going to be working on his seventh next Sunday. I think the uh, game starts about 6.30, if I'm not mistaken. But, man, I tell you what, um, Super Bowl 55 is already breaking records. And they said the largest bet on the big game was just placed, and it's got Tom Brady winning his seventh ring come next Sunday. And there's a better in Nevada put down a $2.3 million wager on the underdog Buccaneers to beat the defending Super Bowl champs. Says, uh, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as 3.5 point road favorites and, and reap 12. The over-under is 56.5 and the latest Super Bowl 55 lines after opening at 57. So, it's going to be interesting. You know, I mean, he was with the New England Patriots forever. Took them to all those Super Bowls. And then for the first time, Belichick's team, I didn't even make the playoffs. So this is kind of crazy. Seeing how Tom, you know, Tom Brady in one year like this, I <laughs> took them all the way up. Looked a little scary at first, beginning of the season. Not that I keep up with football. Because I'm just not into it no more because of all the politics and crap just took all the wind out of the game for me anyway but all my quarterbacks that I really was you know liked watching have retired or getting ready to Tom Brady pretty much is the last one so I don't know let's see uh, how he does with the defending champions and uh, see if they get anywhere with that but uh, yeah that's um let me see my notes here I got notes all over the place as usual you know, folks, anybody that knows me knows I'm winging it. 
<laughs> I try to keep things in an orderly fashion, writing this stuff down, and then I get so excited because I write down little ideas, something I want to talk about, and then it just turns into chicken scratching. And then that's why I'm all over the place. I go from one subject to the other. You know, it started out when I was doing this podcasting, I was going to stick strictly with music and what have you there, but I don't know, there's always something else going on along with the music. You know, I will say, being with Barefoot Blonde, um, just not that much information right now because of this stupid uh, virus thing and the lockdowns going on since March. I mean, we were moving right along. Uh, got the new lineup. Um for the band and we've been practicing new songs like crazy and so yeah we had a practice last night and picked up another three and i went and wrote down all the songs we do on some poster board and i've got like five poster boards just chock full of all the songs we do and i just sit there and look at that and i'm like holy crap i've forgotten half of those that we used to do you know they just get replaced as you go along but, yeah, we had a good practice last night, um, you know, four of us. And uh, we already got a gig for August. I know that's way out there. It's an outdoor thing over at uh, Lila Arboretum. I hope they have the Lila Palooza this year. Last year they didn't have it, and that was the first time um, she was, what, six, well, since it started, what, six, seven years before and I played every one of those, so it was kind of weird not playing uh, this last summer. So we'll see. You know, get all this um, virus stuff cleared up and open up the damn state of Michigan. Boy, I tell you, there's other states out there, and they're wide open, and they're just uh, going like gangbusters. It's really interesting, but uh, yeah. All right, well, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> I'm getting off on a different tangent here, but, you know, I was checking this out here, this, uh, drones. I've always been interested in drones, even back when, uh, people were just, just thinking about them back in the mid-2000s, because I was, like, an, really into uh, radio craft, or radio-controlled aircraft, heavy, all my life of, uh, of a hobby like that, and, uh, drones were pretty crude and then i forgot all about them but man they're so refined now i mean they're right here uh there's a place here um i'm on an axios site and it says here a fledgling system north of tel aviv has three drones making six test runs a day from a pizza hut to designated parking lots where drivers pick up the meals and deliver them to the uh for the last mile and it says here, why it matters, all signs point to a future in which systems like this are ubiquitous across America, with food and merchandise shuttled overhead to centralized landing hubs as opposed to your doorway, doorstep, or balcony. I always wondered about that. I know they thought of that one briefly, just to have that thing hover over your house and drop the food or whatever it is down to you. But, man, there's a lot going on <laughs> when you're talking Drones and GPS systems, because that's what they work off of, is lat-long numbers. You program them, and they'll do anything you tell them to when you program them. All the way down, I think it's like a three or four foot, plus or minus, uh, you know, accuracy as far as that goes. Um, but, yeah, it says uh, the big picture 
as UPS, Alphabet, FedEx, Amazon, Walmart, and other giants are pressing forward with uh, plans for delivery by drone. Uh, it's a market that will present uh, $115 billion annually by 2035, if you include cargo drones and urban taxis. That's another thing. They're starting to claim pretty soon you're going to be able to grab a taxi. It'll fly to you. You jump in it. They have like four rotor blades overhead, and it's just a giant drone, and it'll take you to your destination. I don't know how high you'd fly. Just hope you don't get airsick or anything, I guess. But, uh, yeah, the Uber CEO says we need flying burgers. And, uh, you know, it says when Uber Eats McDonald's tried drone delivery in San Diego in 2019, um... That was less than spectacular, <laughs> um, you know, way it turned out. But uh, this says here, uh, Verizon and UPS plan to deliver goods by drone to the villages in Florida. Now, see, that's the beauty of Florida. It's pretty much a flatland that way. So that's going to be kind of interesting to see how they get around obstacles and deal with height and weight i think right now they can only carry about five pounds i mean what is a pizza weigh 11 pounds 10 pounds depends on how fancy you want your pizza it says here companies are also gearing up to deliver covid19 vaccines by drone also um says here but axios readers aren't thrilled uh with our drone filled future judging from reactions uh on their site um says people don't like the idea about the noise, the privacy, government surveillance, and the potential for package theft, vandalism, and other, and even terrorism, which is true. I can't believe we haven't had more trouble like that, the terrorism part. I know, stuff's wide open. But it says here, this is how it works in Israel. For just over a month, Pizza Hut Israel has been working with a restaurant logistics company called Dragon Tail Systems to test deliver by drone from a single store. And uh, it says in June they plan a commercial rollout involving 12, <clears throat> excuse me, 12 drones, each with two parachutes. That's another thing. Batteries ever give out or short out. That thing's going to come down like a lead balloon. Right in somebody's backyard, and they're going to have a free pizza. <laughs> it says, uh, yeah, each with two parachutes so they don't fall out and bonk people on the head. That's another thing. You get pieces, parts is coming out, you know, from, from overhead while you're just sitting there minding your own business or whatever. And it says, so far, weather has been the biggest snag. The drones don't fly in heavy wind or rain, and that I know about because I actually have a drone, small one. You don't want to go out in the wind, any kind of appreciable wind at all, because that thing will be all over the place. <laughs> but it says here the pizzas get packed in a thermal sleeve to keep it warm. That's another thing. To me, that's like just handling your food too much. I mean, you order it at a pizza hut. I'm assuming the things are sitting out there in a parking lot, you know, undercover, and uh, put the pizza in there set the numbers exactly where it's got to go boom send it off through the air seems like that air blowing over it would kind of cool things down i don't know <laughs> i just assume go after a pizza <laughs> that was stupid drone bring it 
what you know it says here uh, for now the drones can only carry about five and a half pounds it's about two pizzas and a coke and uh yeah so it says when there's uh heavy traffic on the ground the drones will get your pizza there faster and uh can customers can use a tracker to follow their pizza's progress from over oven to air to delivery bike or car yeah because that's what's that's what's going to happen i know i mentioned this before the the pizzas will take off from the pizza hut it'll go to a centralized location where there'd be cars waiting and drivers will take it from there to wherever they got to go to and like i said to me that's just like handling your food a little bit too much but uh yeah it, it should be interesting see how it goes i just hope it doesn't get too noisy up there too busy because you know they already got drones out anyway i know late at night around here we have one that flies around does a zigzag pattern it's kind of creepy looking he's way up there can't hear it but he's moving around looks like a dead gum ufo sometimes but um, i don't know we'll see <laughs> we'll see um wow here's another cool thing i've been talking about this for a little while it says a social media post of lamborghini traveling over 200 miles per hour leads to criminal charges police say a social media post of a lamborghini traveling nearly 200 miles per hour on i-465 has led to criminal charges 200 miles an hour damn Said the Marion County Prosecutor's Office has filed charges against a man after police said an online video shows him going over 200 miles per hour on Interstate 465. Indiana State Police say they received several tips about a social media video of a Lamborghini being driven recklessly in November. Police said the video, which was uploaded November 18, 2020, allegedly shows the black Lamborghini stopped in the left lane of I-465 near I-70 on the west side of Indianapolis been down through there quite the busy and uh, the video then shows the vehicle speedometer as it accelerates quickly to a speed of 213 miles per hour for the driver decelerates investigators with the indiana state police were able to estimate the lamborghini was traveling at 198 miles per hour as it passed another vehicle on the interstate the driver 33 year old gabriel sleeman has been charged with reckless driving and he might have got away with that if he hadn't been showing it off on uh you know, was it Facebook, I think it was? Wow, that's crazy. 200 miles an hour. <laughs> I don't know. I was the fastest anybody's ever gone in a Vigo. I think I've hit maybe 110 in my Ford pickup one night, just goofing off. Super late at night, quiet out, back roads, let her rip. I didn't last long, though. That old truck there, it's like, eh, that ain't going to be able to last too long, so I brought it right back down. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? i uh been talking to some people and uh, actually getting some emails. People uh, asking me questions about uh, how I handle my pedal boards and my effects you know effects pedals and all that good stuff in my guitar and what i use to record with and and how i use my backing tracks and what have you but 
I don't know. I was asked, uh, you know, just starting out, do I really need a pedal board or is it really going to be that big of a pain to try and keep up with a couple of pedals? Well, when I started out, I got to thinking about this yesterday after I read that email. It's like, trying to remember, I had a, a, cor a digital chorus pedal. Of course, a distortion pedal. That was a rat pedal. I had to have the rat pedal. Back, uh, you know, back in the 80s there, Aerosmith, my favorite band, and I heard that uh, Joe Perry used a rat pedal, so I had to have that. So the first incarnation of that rat pedal is worth a lot of money because they use certain circuits in that. And then when they went to a rat 2, turbo rat, they changed the circuits around a little bit, and I don't know. It's, it doesn't have as uh, good of, uh, I don't know, a distortion as that first one did. But, uh, I don't know. I know a lot of people like like the original as opposed to the, the later versions of that. But anyway, I had that, the rap pedal, the chorus pedal, and a delay pedal. And that's basically all you really need. I know sometimes, you know, a flange or a phaser or something like that, but I just never got into that part. Never really had to because I was playing country music and stuff. So really a chorus, you know, for the real pretty songs. A little bit of delay. Of course, you had reverb on the amp. Uh, most of the amps I had. Let's see, one of the first amps I had was called a Marlboro amp. And uh, went down in a friend's basement he's uh, working out of his basement selling uh, band equipment guitar strings guitars all that good stuff I was all crammed down there in his basement so every time I needed strings or anything boom I'd head over there and he always had these big shelves with individual strings so you didn't have to buy packs of them because I was always breaking the high E string you know sometimes the A string even just depends on how crazy I got with my whammy bar <laughs> But I'd go down there, and I'm down there talking to him. His name was Dwayne Perry. Um, nice older gentleman, played the accordion. He went down, he had uh, pictures of his band and everything, him playing the accordion and stuff. I thought that was kind of goofy. <laughs> anyway, he had an amp sitting down there. It was a Marlboro. And I noticed it had a built-in phaser, flanger, reverb, um switches on it so i thought well this might be a cool way to get away from having to have these extra pedals so i grabbed that marlboro lamp and wound up never using any one of those effects still kept my distortion pedal and my uh chorus and my delay and yeah that's pretty much all i needed throughout my career that's all i really use right now i have a all-in-one pedal i use right now it's a boss me 70 I had a 25 earlier, way earlier, and I wore it out, so I went for this ME70, and, uh, hey, yeah, pretty, well, it has a, core, uh, a, a compressor pedal on it, so when I'm not going for the heavy distortion there, if I've got just the light, um, you know, real light drive, uh, it really makes it sound good. You know, you hit a note and bam, it just hangs in there. So I had the, I've got the compressor, the distortion, the um, chorus pedal, and the delay pedal all built in. Now, pretty much 
have them all dialed in the way I want. And so now anywhere I go, I just plug in the pedal and everything's all preset and I'm good to go. Got the sound that I expect. And I've still got those individual pedals laying around somewhere. I don't know where I run into them every once in a while, but they got dust all over them. And, you know, because I just kind of got to the point where I got tired of running nine volt batteries in them all the time because if you forget to unplug them or turn them off you might get two nights out of them and then you'd have to go buy another nine volt battery and those aren't cheap and i finally figured out as many batteries as i went through you just go over to walgreens or something just get a cheap alkaline nine volt battery and those hold up just as good as the name brand the duracells and what have you and uh, so I found that out uh, after time because I was going through them like crazy. And I just got tired of having to buy batteries all the time. So then I wired them all together, built a little uh, pedal board, piece of, uh, I don't know, half-inch plywood with a little rail on the top of it. And I kind of propped it up on one side so it's kind of pointing back at me. And I put a handle on the top of it and wired it up and... Yeah, I had that for the longest time, and um, yeah, that uh, I finally got the idea of just getting a a built-in, you know, pedals that was already built in. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, you still see the pros out there with all their individual pedals, you know, their favorites. Well, like Robin Trower, gee whiz, he's got a. Floor full, of, floor full of pedals that he dances on and gets all those cool sounds and all, all you know what have you but uh now so the guy the emailer that asked me that question yeah i'd say get a pedal board anything two or more that way wherever you go to to go play or whatever you, you know you know where they are you know they're plugged in they're set up the way you want Hopefully you'll have a little power supply to run them both and not have to keep uh, feeding them 9-volt batteries. But, um, yeah, that's that. So, you know, and then, of course, you got to figure out, um, you know, how to line them up. You know, you don't want... Um, you know, like your overdrive pedals and your compressors on one side of the amp as opposed to the the other side because you're going to get a weird sound. I mean, that's all there is to it. So, I don't know. I've always had my... When, when I had single pedals there, I'd have the distortion um, first, then the chorus, and then the delay. And then that's, you know, how the signal went. And I never had any problems like that. So, you know, you just got to kind of mess around with it a little bit and see how your sound comes out. I mean, if it sounds kind of weird, then move your pedals around in the in the lineup and see if you can get <clears throat> something a little bit better. But anyway, yeah, that's it for that. Um, And you know what? I can't think of anything else right now. Um, it's been about 20 minutes, and that's usually about as long as I like to run a podcast. Um, 
Well, I can't think of nothing else. There was something. I know there was something else I wanted to talk about. I can't think of what it is. Darn it. But anyway, I hope everybody has a good Sunday. You know, the end of the weekend. Hope it didn't go by as fast as it did for me. But uh, everybody have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you later. See you.